Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Odd Chopper channel coming to you. But the first in a wild edition of... Ladies, please like, likes, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video, goes a long way for you, that way you become a prize whatever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Hope you enjoyed the NBA All-Star break. I found a little college basketball betting success. Thank you, Ben Raza, of course, in the premium Discord. Found a little time to meditate, think about um, how did I screw up on certain things in the first half of the season. Um, actually did end up over a little over 25 units on the first half of the season. That's the worst start to a first half of an NBA season that I've had in the last three years, in the last two years of doing this video set. But you know what? That's still profit. It's still beating the books. And again, not my best beginning to an NBA season, but overall, if you stuck with me, you had a really good beginning of your 2024, was happy to see that, and was happy to put in the work here, too, not only in the PGA streets, and again, you can check out my work over there on uh, X at Eric Lindquist, at Lindy's Locks, on the TikTok, on the Twitter streets. I'm going to be all over the place, doing all of sorts of things, that's for sure, but I would say that overall, just... Happy to find some really solid plays for you. Now, these lines have been up for a couple days. There's some that have moved, some that haven't, and it's a little bit freaky. Now, things are going to get a little bit wild here on Thursday. We have a ton of players ruled out, out of the middle of nowhere. Looking at you, Demonis Sabonis with an illness. What were you doing over the break? Lots of things to be breaking down over the course of this 11-game, yeah, you heard me, 11-game Thursday slate. We'll talk about Bet365. We'll talk about Odd Shopper. But overall, I'm just happy to be back with you with producer jacob we're here to party my friends producer jacob let's get to the picks the day begins in a sarcastic tone because uh producer jacob <laughs> really you're gonna lean a player's property from the beginning <laughs> whatever dude whatever we've got the orlando magic taking on the cleveland cavaliers this spells defense defense yeah you you know the chant by now. We've got two ridiculous defensive teams. Cleveland, second in adjusted defensive rating on dunks and threes. Orlando, fourth in adjusted defensive rating there. Two of the top four defenses. <gasps> That's why you're looking at a 216.5 total. Now, one of the things that did pop up, Donovan Mitchell. Does Donovan Mitchell play basketball? I do think he does. I'm pretty positive that he ends up playing in this basketball game, but got to throw it out there. He got downgraded in the middle of Wednesday afternoon to questionable with an illness. That would be problematic for this total, and I would want the under. I would really want the under. But here's the problem with that. I'm looking at Franz Wagner, and if I knew Donovan Mitchell was playing basketball in this game, a seven-and-a-half-point dogs, this would be on my card. But anybody that you're looking to replace Donovan Mitchell for is going to be a plus defender. Now, some of that is just a result of how good the defense is on the interior. They kind of, you know, it's like the, the sinking ships float all, whatever the fuck that saying is. But overall, we know that Cleveland, they bring the defensive heat on the interior with Mobley and Allen. It makes it look a lot better for guys who aren't good at defense, like Max Struess and Donovan Mitchell. Darius Garland, pretty neutral, actual above average defender. But you're going to bring a Coral or Wade, 
or even like a like a not a Ty Jerome, send it in Jerome, but a Sam Merrill. Now he's terrible defensively, 50th percentile defender, fed middle of the pack, but actually negative defender. I'm just saying the Donovan Mitchell. I know he's been a plus 1.2 in the defense side of the ball, but part of the, the the issue with that is it brings into play all of the minutes that Allen has carried him when they're starting and they share the floor together. It's a lot easier for me to be a positive defender with the better defenders on the floor at times. And so, yeah, this is just a weird spot to me overall. I want to bet Franz Wagner over 19 and a half points. I have him at 22, but the reason he's not on the card right now is that I don't know what the heck just happened with this Donovan Mitchell piece, and there's 11 games, and there's going to be stuff that shows up later here, and stuff that's on the card, not only for today's slate, but I have one future on the card that's a lock. And considering I'm going to have you investing in money on today's slate, I'm just being cautious here. Franz Wagner over 19.5 points. I expect this usage to start taking off here, even alongside Apollo Pancaro. He was dinged up for part of the year, was playing minimal minutes there, ramped up towards the end, but 25.8% usage. Even though that's 90th percentile in the NBA, I'm expecting like 27, 28 to be his long-term number here. But it's Cleveland. I don't know. Ugh. Such a tough spot. Let's go to the next game. You know what's funny is that I feel like the leans have more analysis on today's card than what the likes and the locks are because these are so straightforward. Detroit plus 11 and a half going up against Indy. And if, for me, I think one of the small, small edges that you can get when you're betting some of these points props and the reason they might take off for me the way that they are for most others is that the minutes volatility for guys who are like your sixth, seventh, eighth men off the bench is pretty muted when you're talking about spots like this. Now, they're obviously big favorites going up against Detroit. Do I like what Detroit did right before the All-Star break? Playing harder, Simone Fontecchio. Again, he's not good. He's a 28-year-old already. He's not going to be a long-term solution, but he's going to be a better player than they've had. You also have extra possessions. You're going to see volatility here with the, 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 the total 247.5, but... I think for a guy like a Benedict Matherin, who came off of, you know, the, the rookies, the, the, the two-year guy games. What is it called, Jacob? What's it called again? The Rising Stars. Of course, that's what it's called. During the All-Star break, Benedict Matherin getting in a little bit of a jaw match with Jaden Ivey. I don't know if anybody saw that. I don't know if anybody saw that. I saw it because I don't have a life, and I'm, of course, betting basketball on Friday and Saturday in the shadows. But... No, I, I really bet one thing and it won, so it doesn't really matter. What I'm saying is Detroit here with Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, it is a little bit of a wide number here at 11.5, but I'm actually not interested in backing that. That would be a lean talking about backing Detroit. I'm looking at a Benedict Matherin here who, coming off of the bench, still has a 22.7% usage rate in 25.5 minutes per game. Now, that's his baseline. He averaged 28.5%. Per, per game last season but there's one big huge difference there's no buddy healed without buddy healed here for indy you're going to see benedict matherin being the guy who eats up more of that usage and i understand that aaron neesmith has been that dude at times here over the course of the last month that is not going to long term be the thing i don't see tyrese halliburton distributing to mr aaron neesmith in the same way that he is going to be to a Benedict Matherin. We saw that at the beginning of the season. You saw Tyrese Halliburton get dinged up. And then you saw Neesmith, who's better one-on-one -on -one than a Benedict Matherin is going to be. But that doesn't change that if you're looking at this kind of a number, 
I think the minute certainty that I get with the Benedict Matherin, Aaron Neesmith, a pretty decent defender, I think it's going to be higher here if you look at a blowout type script or just any neutral game script. So there's more room for Benedict Matherin to go up for the usage and the minutes and the opportunity. All of that package together, I like the over. 14 and a half points, pretty standard play next game. Probably the game I have the least amount of interest in, period, here. You've got the Knicks taking on the Sixers. One piece of news, Nicholas Batum, is questionable. I expect him to play here. Put him in for 25 minutes. Could see 26, 27 coming down the pipeline for him. But as you start to build out these sheets the night before, you get like a Bojan Bogdanovic. Shout out the Lord him, himself. 26 minutes, 28 minutes off the bench. We have Brunson, DiVincenzo, Hart, Achua, Hartenstein. We've seen this configuration for a while. Alec Burks steps into more minutes. Miles McBride steps into fewer minutes. You still are waiting. Does Randall play this year? OG Ananobi, another 5-10 games down the pipeline here. And Mitchell Robinson should be back before the end of the regular season. Don't know when that will be. So until then, Hardenstein, one of the better defensive centers, kind of mutes my interest in props on the Paul Reed side, on the Mo Bamba side, on, well, not like we're going to get props for Mo Bamba. That, that's not going to happen. But overall, I will say, this Knicks configuration is a lot more interesting to me than the Sixers side. The main thing too, Nicholas Batum being questionable, having an opportunity to have it be Kyle Lowry in a 15 to 20 minute capacity campaign in the membrane kelly Ubre, 26 28 minutes this is not a good sixers team without joel Embiid. it wasn't a good team before joel Embiid. and yeah this is just a this is just a strange part of being in the east the east and the west are more wide open than they've been in years past but without Embiid, it's not like the philadelphia 76ers are going anywhere here and yet they're one point favorites at home and a 226 total and I have New York being the better team by five points on a neutral floor. That turns into about one, two here. It's kind of one of those dicey in-between plays. I'm going to call it a lean for the time being, just because, again, the home court, it does matter. But overall, going to be staying away from this one. Maybe something improves here, but this number has not moved the entire week, and that just freaks me out. You know what doesn't freak me out? Odd Chopper. Let's talk about it now. Friends, Odd Shopper, if you've been off for the All-Star Week, congratulations, you had an opportunity to refresh, recharge, but it didn't change for a lot of our college basketball specialists, a lot of our positive EV betters, people hanging out in the premium Discord day in, day out, and hey, with Odd Shopper right now, you get that Discord and you get the positive EV tool for just $14.95 a week. The Discord alone used to be $20, but now... All of the sports, everything that Odd Chopper covers here, all under one umbrella. In addition to my betting card, Ben Raza's betting card, everybody's betting card on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. $14.95 for the week, $49.95 monthly, but it gets even better, friends, because if you use promo code LINDY, L-I-N-D-Y, 20% off, get all of those Discord expert picks. Get everything that we have here for the premium tools get everything that is available at odd shopper all under one umbrella and get it 20 percent off when you use promo code l-i-n-t-y that is my name use it save 20 percent on a first week or first month over at odd shopper today back to the picks we go i have certain vices in life i i, I would say golf is a little bit of a vice for me can you tell 
get this shit over here. Those are my golf clubs that sometimes work. Those are golf clubs that are cool to look at during the course of a day. But overall, what I'm getting at is that we all have vices. We all have things that help us escape and they make us feel good about ourselves. It's not great when a vice is a problem. And that is, you know, again, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But overall, Ben Simmons is a vice in my life because one, he's very good. Two, Jacques Vaughn just got fired. And one of the narratives that's existed over the last week since it's happened is that Ben Simmons being a focal point of what Brooklyn wants to do in half court sets over the last two weeks has led to his firing and has added to an uprising from the likes of a Mikhail Bridges, from the likes of a Cameron Johnson, from the likes of people who last year on a meaningless basketball team performed better than this year on a meaningless basketball team. Are you getting what I'm throwing down here? What I'm saying is that there are some that want to besmirch the good name of Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons, he can't score on a daily basis. He's got a strange game. Even going back to LSU, there are times where you just, can he recognize that he's 6'11 and built bigger and stronger than most humans on the floor that he's sharing it with? No, he can't figure that out, but that's okay. Because the other things that he does, in addition to being able to have easy two-foot buckets, which is about all you're relying him on for here, is that he has good basketball IQ. That he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. And now, obviously, what I'm going to bet on him in this spot doesn't really relate to what I'm talking about. By the way, on the Toronto side, we're not going to be betting anything. Emmanuel, quickly, don't know what's going on with him in terms of plus-minus. Freaks me out looking at dunks and threes on a daily basis covering his profile. We'll get to, we'll get to that on a different video. But for today, want it known. That while Ben Simmons has shown up on the betting card, and I am one and three for a negative 1.4 units betting on Ben Simmons this season. Jacob liked that a lot. Producer Jacob liked that a lot. He's like, yeah, no, we've definitely lost money on this idiot. But here's the thing. There's been a lot of leans on triple-double plays, and there's a lot of leans that I have on my column because I have my leans column, I have my light column, I have my lock column. Ben Simmons has shown up four times. We are one and three. Uh, yeah, well, one, four, four, one, and three betting on Ben Simmons this season. We're going to make a fifth bet on him right here. We're going to take the over of his 19 and a half PRA. Freds, this is a low baseline. Jock Vaughn gone. I understand, you know, this interim head coach situation is going to be weird. We're going to possibly see reduced rotations, but Ben Simmons is making too much money. He's doing too much here and. If he can play 24 minutes, he's going to play 24 or more minutes very, very shortly. Because again, Brooklyn, they're terrible. Ben Simmons is not terrible. He's terrible at scoring a basketball from time to time. But we're going to need him to do it at least a little bit to get this number. But I got this at a 61% expected win percentage. It's not priced like that. <sighs> I'm going to regret that one. Next game. Phoenix, Dallas. This one I've been looking forward to talking about because I posted it on X at Eric Lindquist. You can follow me there. But over the course of a week, researched a lot of things that I'm not comfortable with. College basketball. Looked at some UFL, like some, some future potential NFL edges, the well, well, UFL, like the XFL and everything. We're looking at that football league and I'm paying attention, seeing if there's anything that I can figure out before that goes live and in the next month. Again, I'm somebody who bets. I bet on anything I feel like I have an edge on. I don't care if it's golf. I don't care if it's baseball. I don't care if it's a 1% expected ROI or if it's a 20% expected ROI. I will bet 
different increments based on that information. But overall, if I feel like something is a winning bet up to a reasonable number, I'm not going to bet plus 100,000 stuff from time to time because eventually your bankroll is going to run out if you try to chase those kind of things and say, oh, you should be plus 10,000. It, it all depends on your bankroll size with that. But in this spot, my friends, this is the thing I'm the most invested on in the second half of the NBA season thus far. Now, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'll have more than $250, $275 invested in specific props, so cross a board. But I didn't expect a win total to show up at the top of my green sheet as I was updating stuff here on Wednesday afternoon. Let's talk through it. Philly taking on Dallas. And Dallas, of course, the major thing for me on their side of the ball is I, I have absolutely no idea what we're going to be looking at in terms of the center position. Derek Lively, I expect to be starting here and Daniel Gafford mixing in. Maybe certain matchups, Maxi Kleba can be that starting center. You got Dante Exum coming back. Tim Hardaway Jr. is now second in terms of sixth MVP or sixth man. Uh, I almost said sixth man MVP. That's not a thing. Sixth man voting. And then you've got, of course, these other dudes we got to find minutes for. Josh Green now off the bench because P.J. Washington is going to be starting. Wild stuff going on here with the Dallas Mavericks, but their rotations are difficult. Only a couple of lines up. There's a reason why here. But on the Phoenix side, let's talk through something that I posted here on Xbox. Again, I feel pretty confident in saying this is one of the better edges that you can have going into the second half of the season. When you can find a win total that jumps to the top of your board, I'm going to bet it. Again, I would bet on ping pong or League of Legends if I felt I have an edge on it. I have an edge here. And I think the marketplace and utilizing the market-based approach that Odd Chopper has taught us coming into this one really helps to signify what I'm looking at. The Phoenix Suns on DraftKings are minus 115 with an over-under of 48 and a half wins. Minus 115 on both sides. Now that's 30% big, or that's 30 cents big. A little bit larger. Again, 10 cents more that you're looking at for your standard big on both sides of it. And yet this under a 48 and a half is an absolute smash. Let me talk through it. 30th and adjusted strength of schedule the first half of the season with only 30 teams in the NBA. That's a little bit of a problem here. The second half of the season. Do you know who has the strongest strength of schedule out of every team in the association? It'd be really weird if I didn't say the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, of course, they're currently 33 and 22 with a 60% expected win percentage, or not expected win percentage. That's their actual win percentage. They have 27, 27 games left. There you are. They need to go 16 and 11 with a 59% expected win percentage for the rest of their schedule. They were 33 and 22, largest strength or weakest strength of schedule. Now they need to do basically the same thing with the strongest strength, strength of schedule. They also need Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal to all stay healthy. DraftKings minus 115. Every other book has this as minus 135 or minus 145 across the board. I've looked at 20 of them. I've texted friends. I've called people in different states. I've figured out exactly what's going on with this line, and I don't understand it. So head to DraftKings Sportsbook now and jam the under of 48 and a half wins for the Phoenix Suns. I don't understand this. There's going to be hedge opportunities if you're that worried about it coming down the pipeline. Now, there are dogs here in Dallas. There are going to be dogs in a lot of games coming down the pipeline because they haven't played enough road games. Again, 27 games remaining. Strongest strength of schedule. 
favorite play on the board for today and probably for the foreseeable future. The under of 48 and a half wins, minus 115 on DraftKings. Jam it. Didn't see that one coming. Bet you didn't either. I got so excited about that last one, and now we're just running into this. Boston, minus 7.5, taking on Chicago. Only 7.5-point favorites in Chicago. That's a little bit jarring to me, but again, it's a Chicago team that's played better ball of late. It's coming off an all-star break. You do have Xavier Tillman off the injury report here for the Celtics. Does he even enter the rotation? I currently have Luke Cornett playing 10 minutes for them and zero for Xavier Tillman for whatever it's worth. Doubt there's going to be any props or anything to take advantage of there. Jaden Springer is questionable. We'll see. Maybe he can be a guy who plays 8 to 10 minutes instead of a Peyton Pritchard for, you know, a majority of those. Probably going to play 18 minutes a game for him. One is strong offense. One is strong defense. It's going to be an interesting dichotomy come playoff time. Who actually sees the floor between those two? But for a random game on when uh, Thursday, February 22nd, who gives a shit? I'm looking at the Chicago side. Don't really like anything from the prop department there. It's just a gross game altogether. I mean, what do we even want? If you made me do anything, Boston minus seven and a half. Gross. Next game. The Pelicans hosting the Rockets here. 226 and a half total. Another pretty efficient spot. It's a pretty gross one. Again, I was just talking about how much I'm talking about some of these leans. And, well, here's a lean that I don't really like in any way, shape, or form. I will say the Pelicans, now playing more competitive games here. Remember that long stretch for a month and a half where they played two games over 15 to start off 2024 that were decided by less than double digits? Those times have gone away. Now, Brandon Ingram is questionable out of nowhere with an illness. That is the main reason that I'm having a tough time with this six and a half. Because if I knew if Brandon Ingram was playing or not right now, I would bet it. But this number would be also seven and a half. So it's hard to react to that kind of information here. I will say Houston, Fred Van Vliet will be back for this spot. This game did open at seven. It dropped to six and a half as a result of that news. Then I'm in 10 Thompson. He's been awesome here as a starter what does that minutes allotment look like? Waiting for some props from the Houston side. Might find some unders that I find to be a little intriguing in case Thompson can play more than we think. And that Fred Van Vliet isn't playing 35, 36 minutes, all that contract and, you know, his overall track record in the NBA kind of leads towards him being just that guy who's going to show up and play that role again. But I'm just going to call it a lean New Orleans six and a half here right now. But again, I'm trying to react to that Ingram news. If he was in, you're talking about a team that's undervalued here in this spot. Trey Murphy, Nance, Alvarado, Marshall off the bench. Brandon Ingram, questionable. It's a gross spot. Let's stay away. Not a gross spot here. Clippers taking on Oklahoma City. I always think immediately of SGA every time these two teams match up. Let's take a little time portal. Let's do the time warp again. Didn't see Rocky Horror Picture Show making this cut, but here we are. I always think of SGA, rookie season. Rookie season SGA is maybe my favorite thing to watch that I've ever seen in LA. The guy was freakishly athletic. He was like a third or fourth option and yet stole the show every single time that you watched him play in person. And now he's doing that nightly with 30-plus point props nonstop, going up against everybody week in, week out. You had that crazy year with him, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder. 
And SGA can play with anybody. He can play off ball. He can play on ball. He is just a genius basketball piece that you just want to have the ball in his hands all the time, though. I'm just saying that he's been effective constantly. Oh, yeah. And he's probably the best on ball defender in the entire NBA at the guard position. Him and Drew Holiday, one, two, in any capacity that you want to break it down, they are those dudes. Clippers, though, coming and visiting. This Clippers team is definitely one that, again, even in the middle of that long skid, said, stay patient. They're going to figure it out. And surely enough, they figured it out in a strong way with James Harden in that first half of the season. Does that carry into the second half? I think it does. I wish they had found a way to bolster the bench during the deadline. Again, sticking with Russell Westbrook. Obviously, the Mason Plumlee trade early on was an interesting one. Interesting piece there in the back of minutes. Amir Coffey, Norman Powell. It's just a weird situation. Daniel Tice coming in. That was when Mason Plumlee got hurt. The Mason Plumlee trade was last year. But anyway, you don't care about that. Let's care about today. I'm excited to watch Gordon Hayward play for Oklahoma City. I'm not sure if you are, but he is off the injury report, which for me, maybe they just forgot that he was on the team. But something tells me that he gets to play here. And that's going to be the main piece that I'm tuning into. But I'm mainly also tuning into the under here. I have this around 232 and a half. That's five full points under. Now, everything has a range of distribution. You're talking about a, a standard deviation. 68, 95, 99.7 as you move outside the curve. You don't care about those things. What I care about for you is that you bet this before it gets to 236, 235. So take the under. Don't worry about the math stuff. I got the math stuff for you. Under 237 and a half, it looks good. It is good. You should like it. You should have it for a half unit like I do. And both these teams are going to play some defense. It's going to be lovely. Pace might be up because of OKC, but still. Jalen Williams back. Let's go. Under 237.5. 15 and a half point favorites. What a time to be alive. Welcome back. NBA 11 games on a Thursday. What are you doing to me? What? Why can't you schedule better? Hmm? Used to be three or four games after the All-Star break. And then Friday was a crazy long slate where everybody wants to go to a game. It had been a week. Hey, let's all go to the Clippers game. Hey, let's all go to the... In the next game, hey, let's go to the Hornets game. Nobody's ever said let's go to the Hornets game. But I'm sure Denver fans on a Thursday night will really show out here against Washington. It's going to be half full building. Nobody cares. But I care about betting. Again, thank God for betting, right? And also thank God for math. Washington, plus 15, Denver. We're not going to be betting that. But I got to say, one of the weird things, the weird phenomenons here is what's going on with Jamal Murray and this usage. They need to have him playing off ball more. I know it's a problem. I know it's a strange phenomenon here when a guy who's generally a good shooter has not just a down year, but just like a, a, a way down year relative to expectation. It's kind of been two years in terms of True shooting and effective field goal percentage. And nobody talks about it because 2022, he missed the whole season. 59.4% true shooting in 2021. Down to 57.3 and 57.7 the last two seasons for Jamal Murray. He's been a 91st and 95th percentile offensive player the last two years. But mainly because of the assist rate and his ability to play off ball. Because the shooting has been middle of the road at best. Now, he has been an 84 and 83% three-point shooter, 39.8, 41.1, but not really finishing at the hoop really well. Not really finishing in the mid-range very well. 
still an estimated plus minus darling but overall you gotta go through your best players and there's no doubt that Jokic is that guy basically the all-star weekend was a time for him and Luka Doncic to dick off and do whatever they did you saw half quarters coming from nowhere Luka has never scored double digits in an all-star game I just want to throw that out there for the people do you think this weekend mattered to him and Jokic no it was basically them babe they're gonna play together one day aren't they could be fun to watch until then Jokic is going to get a lot of triple double opportunities and this number isn't even out yet and again I make the rules of this it's going to be a like lock as a or sorry a lean like as a result I want to put a half unit on anything plus 190 or higher on Joker the Joker himself do you like your yeggs with yoke or not Joker the Joker where's my brain at today it's been the first show in a while, friends. Can you tell? Joker, triple-double, lean-like, waiting for the number. If you want to know if it's on the card, hit me up on X at Eric Lindquist. But more than likely, yeah, we're probably going to find a way to, to dabble against Washington in that pace first in pace in the first half of the NBA season. This is first in our hearts for the first half of the NBA season. Bet 5, get 150 in bonus bets over at Bet365. You sign up at the link below, friends. And it is simple as this. If you're in one of these nine states yes one of the nine states where bet 365 has a fully operational status that being arizona colorado lovely in the hills new jersey oh you've had it for a while indiana you've got it pretty recently iowa kentucky ohio virginia louisiana if you're in one of those nine states arizona colorado new jersey indiana iowa kentucky ohio virginia and louisiana Congratulations, you have Bet365 available to you to bet $5 and get 150 in bonus bets instantly. All you do is go to the link below, sign up in one of those nine states and get $150 in bonus bets without any problem whatsoever. I really have nothing else to add. It'd be silly not to take advantage of that. Only if you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the fix we go. Uh, what is this game? Charlotte taking on Utah had a weird time adjusting to what's going on with Charlotte, not from like a DFS perspective, because I think it's been pretty clear cut. The Trey man, Cody Martin, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, they're all going to play 30 plus minutes every single time out, even in a lot of these non-competitive games. But the big X factor, the guy who's made life hard on me is Nick Richards. Now they do have Grant Williams, who's now been playing some small ball five. You have Missage, who can mix in from time to time, but playing around 20 minutes every single time. And then Seth Curry, he's just better than most of the other guys. Instead of Steph, who I think I'd always want to play at Charlotte, you got Seth Curry, who's playing for the legacy of his dad and going to play 18 minutes a game and just go out and chuck and do whatever he wants to do in those minutes allotments. But I think it's very difficult. Well, Davis Bertans is in that rotation too for 12 minutes a game. I don't know why. Don't know why. But Utah's rotation's got some weird mix-ups because of some weird trades. Kelly Olynyk going to Toronto at the deadline, along with Abaji. Both of those guys gone. Taylor Hendricks now playing 19 minutes a game. Taylor Horton Tucker, 16, 18 minutes a game. Chris Dunn now off the bench. Keontae George in the starting lineup. Just a weird game to go about projecting props for. And yet there's one guy that kind of sticks out at the top for me. Walker Kessler. I know that coming off the bench, you have Clarkson, Dunn, Hendricks, Horton Tucker. But before it had been Kessler coming in for Collins, and now they're starting together. 
I think there's going to be times where Kessler gets, you know, a little extra playing time because of the matchups on the other side. But I don't think that's a spot like Charlotte. If Grant Williams is going to be your five for longer periods of time instead of Nick Richards, you're going to see Kessler come off the floor. And that creates an opportunity to take an under on a 19 and a half. Now, 19 and a half PRA, it's not a lot relative to like a lot of other players. But again, this is a guy that I still only have in for 26 minutes. I think there's more minutes downside than upside for him taking on Charlotte here. And as a result, under 19 and a half juice minus 105 plus money even. That's a really good spot to be invested. 18 and a half is the number at a lot of other books. 19 and a half is where it's kind of scattered at right now over at Pinnacle, over at Bet365. I think that under is looking pretty strong as a result. Charlotte not playing up in pace without LaMelo Ball out there. And an opportunity for Utah to rip him off the floor and play Collins at the five. Like, they've done a lot this year. So, do I feel that confident in it? No, that's why it's a freaking lean. Favorite spot to bet on the entire card for Thursday is this Lakers-Golden State game here. We're looking at a five and a half or six point spread, depending on what book you're looking at, what's available to you in your state. Always be shopping for the best odds. I think that's why it's called Odd Shopper. 241 and a half total. We're not dabbling with that. That's pretty perfectly efficient. But, oh boy, oh boy. LeBron James played in the All-Star game. Might have hurt his ankle further and is out for this game. What are we doing here? LeBron James out. Christian Wood out. Jared Vanderbilt out. I have Dylan Windler in the rotation for the Los Angeles Lakers. What? What have the Lakers done? Now, Cam Reddish is questionable here in this spot. And Gary Payton the second. Questionable with an illness. I think he ends up playing. But interesting stuff that we saw right before the All-Star break, specifically around Clay Thompson. For the first time in his career, coming off the bench, well, first time in his prime, Clay Thompson coming off the bench and eviscerating Utah as a result of it. Absolute insane run out there for sure. But I really like the construction of this team with Steph, Pashimsky, Wiggins, Kaminga, Green. I do think Golden State wins out over the Lakers here. We're talking 9-10 seed. I do think they'll have a better record come the end of the season. Talk about the, the Phoenix situation. Again, under 48 and a half. That's the only one that I ended up betting in terms of win totals that I'm that confident in. But like the Golden State construction a little bit more. And again, what are we doing? LeBron James out with an ankle injury. Not expected back until the weekend. So... How is this just at five and a half? And it's very strange to me because, again, made fun of myself a little bit talking about Ben Simmons props. Because, again, you got to be honest. I've been losing on Ben Simmons props over the course of this season. Haven't bet that many. Have been targeting him a lot in terms of, like, hey, he's been a lean. He's been a lean. Golden State was not at the card at, on the beginning of the season. In fact, I bet against them three times. Went two and one betting against them in those three. Over the course of the last three weeks, since right before Draymond Green got back, we have bet Golden State six times, four times as locks. We are five and one. The only loser was them on the road in Memphis without Draymond Green, which uh, we're not going to talk about that one. That was not an enjoyable experience. That was actually a little bit over three weeks ago. So maybe that doesn't go into the sample size. Five and zero oh on our last Golden State bets. We've been firing them a lot. And the main reason why is Jonathan Kaminga plus Draymond Green in this starting unit. 
They're both really good. And Kaminga can carry the offensive load as a four here. Well, Draymond Green can play the five, play off ball, do the things that he does, like have a genius basketball IQ, distribute, make things easier for a Steph Curry, allow him to score 40-plus in a lot of these spots. But Draymond Green, 96th percentile fender, defender in the NBA. Jonathan Kaminga, 80th percentile defender in the NBA. You get both of them playing the four and five against small ball teams, and that's kind of what this team is going to be as a result. By default, Anthony Davis at the five and 6'11", pretty wide body. But Draymond Green has played defense against him before. He's going to play defense against him here. I do think Ruby comes into the starting lineup here for LA, and they might try to go a little bit bigger, force Andrew Wiggins into some uncomfortable matchups against uh, against uh, Hachimura. Even though Torian Prince not really going to freak me out. I think he just put Kaminka on Rui, but is what it is. We're not going to talk about the X's and O's. We're going to talk about shopping for the best line. There are five and a halfs. There are sixes. There are sixes and a half. Let's take the five and a half. Just get on board with that right now, my friends, over at DraftKings, over at Bet365. Either or will do it for me. Just bet Golden State minus five and a half with no LeBron James on the floor here. They have been in shambles without it. Defensively, they have nothing when they have Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell who need to focus primarily on being offensive players. They couldn't be defensive players if they tried. Both below 20th percentile in terms of defending in the NBA. Golden State, minus five and a half. We've locked them a lot recently, friends. We're running it back here. Just undervalued in the marketplace right now. And last game of the night, this is the longest Lindy's Leans Likes and Locks we've done in a long, long time. But it's not that surprising with 11 games. Coming off the All-Star break, lots to recap, lots to talk through. I'll save you a little bit of time. I like San Antonio plus 10 here, and here is why. Sacramento, they're potentially going to be playing without Demonis Sabonis. He is doubtful here. Doubtful suggests he's not going to play again. It's an illness coming off the All-Star break. Not sure how this came down. Alex Len probably going to have to start. JaVale McGee probably playing backup center minutes. Maybe Trey Lyles can play more of those backup center minutes. But overall, this is a problem. San Antonio, De'Aaron Fox has shown me nothing to have faith in him as the primary go-to guy here. Malik Monk probably comes in. Potential for him to even start here if they decide to go him instead of somebody. And you could go to like small ball Lyles. Lots of weird stuff here. But San Antonio, you play more of this Victor Webb and Yamba guy coming off a break. Give me the 10 every single time. I'll see you guys here on Friday. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section. Let me know your favorite plays that exist on the board for Thursday. It's good to have the NBA back. It's good to be back talking a little ball with my friends, with producer Jacob, with everybody here. It's lovely. Check out Bet365. Again, it's only for 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All the great stuff. Lots that we were able to cover here. That is for sure. Nothing else? To, no, no notes. No notes. That Suns win total, friends, under 48 and a half is such a slam. That's all. Until next time, friends, I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Thursday.